Brought to you by March Madness, R.I.P. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm your host, Cameron. And I am your other host, Chance. Hello, Cameron. Hello. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm ready for this. We've yeah, got... this is, this feels strange. Yeah? Why do you different. think it feels strange? Because um, I didn't watch anything in preparation. Like, I don't have my notes here in front of me at all. I've lost my notebook. Oh, there it is. Oh. <laughs> Did you really just find it? I really it? just found it. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I didn't watch anything either, but I listened to a lot of our voice. Oh, lucky you. Um, our audio quality has definitely gotten a lot better that's since good. we started. So that's good. Um, I'm more aware of my deviated septum now, and I'm not breathing directly into the mic anymore. So, you know. That's good. That was for you, because you're the best around. Uh, we've got a soundboard this week, um, because we are doing a March Madness bracket in June. Yeah, baby. Um, as we have talked about at length on this podcast, more than I ever thought we would, neither Chance nor I care a lick about sports. No. But brackets are fun. Tournaments are fun. We were talking earlier today, tournaments in like stories. A tournament is like my favorite trope. Other than like... Especially fighting tournaments. Especially fighting tournaments. Other than like like a school setting. I think school settings are fun. Like a Harry Potter or something like that. And then a tournament. Those are like the top two for me. So this is kind of a, a blend. combining of all of those things. Um, I'm very excited. A blend of both. I just remember it's a Van Damme movie. Uh, Bloodsport or The Quest? I don't think it's either. He does a he does a big tournament and when he wins he's talking about all of the friends he made along the way and he's Bless like Bless their souls. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure it's not the quest? It might be the quest. I don't I think remember. it's the quest. Did you watch that with us in college? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched the quest and at the end he's like, this guy and this guy they lived long happy lives. Bless <laughs> their souls. <laughs> I bet Corey would have been a fan of that movie. Oh yeah, he's definitely a Van Damme fan. Yeah. So yes, I listened to at least 10 minutes from each of our episodes, mm. uh, except for last week's, because as we established last week, until the week after we record this, that episode does not exist to me. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I will be able to fill in some of the gaps yes. in your memory. Yes. Um, but we are doing a tournament this week. We are doing the top 16, the top 16 uh, episodes. episodes. Based on how we scored them. Yeah, based on the average between our scores. Um, we're going to throw the bracket up on Twitter. So if you want to like do a predicting bracket before we go into talking about the episodes, I think that'd be really good. It's a very well put together bracket. Chance did the calculations. I did the graphic work to make it look good. Yep, it's true. Um, there were a few kind of weird things. Um, we don't want you guys to base this on our scores too much. We use the scores to set up the bracket, but now that the bracket is set up, the scores do not matter. They are gone forever. Um, scores are fun to do and they're fun to get a gauge of how much you enjoyed something but they are they're just a number yeah and they're flawed like inherently um when i was making the bracket there were just a lot of episodes and i'm like why did we give it that high that early like we were a bit generous yeah. just little babies especially i think next season like the standard for our bracket is going to go way down because like an average season two episode is like way better way better than a yeah. season one episode and like a good season two or three or four episode is way better. way way better than even the best season one episode and and like we have a nine and a 9.5 in this one um those weren't average because i was too pessimistic and pulled them down but it's just something we're gonna way have to, to just do. throw me under the bus 
<laughs> I get it. Well, even I, like, I can't believe I gave On the Fence an 8. Like, yeah. it, like, now that I've got stuff to compare it to, On the Fence got an 8. Like, On the Fence is a fourth-seeded episode. Mm-hmm. And that just seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. It, I mean, it's very early. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. It's got some good moments, good character moments. But compared to what came later, it's just not there. It yeah. does have good friend moments. We're not going to talk too much about it right now because we're about, literally about to. Yeah, well, I was just pointing out like that second episode. So um, the way that the bracket is set up is that um, our averages, I basically just put our averages in order, um, wrote them all down. I also wrote down the titles and the MVPs, so I'll give some statistics here in a second. Um, but they're, they're all written down in order, and if there was like four episodes that we gave an eight to i weighted the later ones higher than the earlier ones because mm-hmm. we had less to compare those earlier ones yes. to so just like in sports which again we don't know much about strength of schedule is very important yep strength of schedule is very important um and then so we got that got us 15 teams pretty easily but then there were four for a tie for 16 and instead of weighting the latest of those episodes highest i thought well one of these episodes is the pilot and i think that will at least give us stuff to talk mm-hmm. about so that was the 16th 16th do we want to do our honorable mentions sure for our six episodes that didn't make it so if you want to pour a little out at home yeah pour a little out at home for the six episodes that won't be in the tournament um the first one is ironically the last episode i dream mm-hmm. of feeny i dream of feeny just not not doing it for us it didn't do it for us it's not a good way to end up the season yeah. terrible finale we didn't mention it before but why does it have a i dream of genie reference is it better than the how i met your mother finale oh easily <laughs> Uh, I Dream of Feeny doesn't retroactively make the whole season bad. I guess that's a major bonus. Yeah. That's going for it. Um, the next one is our second lowest rated episode, the B-Team of Life. Mm. B-Team of these episodes. Yes. I really think that this is the perfect example of what we were just talking about, though. Because I think this would have been a higher rated episode had it had less to go up against. Because mm-hmm. there were just some really good ones around it mm-hmm. where we saw the formula starting to work. Yeah. And then they just took it all away in that episode. Yeah, it just, it was such a regression. And yeah, it wasn't good. The next is my least favorite episode. Um, you rated it a little higher, which kept it from being one of the worst rated. But uh, She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really did not enjoy how everyone seemed wrong. Uh, and then we saw a better version of the story they were trying to tell in Boy Meets Girl yeah. later. And so I, it does it a lot better. Yeah. Um, another one that we only found one redeeming quality in, uh, Father-Son Game. Was the redeeming quality Leonard Spinelli? Yes. The redeeming quality and if your Leonard's only Spinelli. redeeming quality is Leonard Spinelli, hi, how you doing? That doesn't look good for you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the sons, Eric and Corey, are both, like, not really growing as people. They're just apologizing, but not really because they're genuinely sorry. Yeah, they just want the guilty feeling to go away. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they don't want to change. Um, that will forever be one of my favorite of our title naming s- sequences, though, because we called it Boys Meet Leonard Spinelli in the second episode. That Leonard we Spinelli. met Leonard Spinelli. So that's just funny to me. It's uh-huh. going to be funny to me every time. We can be funny sometimes. Sometimes, maybe. Um, the next one is Santa's Little Helper. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, I have nothing to Not say. Not much to say. And then our lowest rated episode. Our lowest rated episode, Boys to Menza. <laughs> 
just it wasn't good comparatively yeah. i mean i again we've said there's not like a bad one if it's on i'm not gonna skip it but it just especially compared to everything else we've got going on yeah and especially like in an episode where Corey's in a lie and he's caught in a lie it's like the worst of all the episodes that do that yeah which is not like an uncommon thing mm-hmm. um i i was surprised it was our lowest rated episode i thought i'd dream of feeny or she loves me she loves me not would be but no we, we were not having boys to menza mm-hmm. it's nice to see we don't have a super strong recency bias though with i dream of feeny yeah. starting off our list well yeah and even b team of live she loves me she loves me not those are fairly uh-huh. fairly recent those are fairly recent episodes um so so yeah those are the six that didn't make it um the rest are set up um i tried to seed them as best i could so the highest rated episodes are one seeds and they're uh, are up against eight seeds in just the a, first round just a standard bracket yep on opposite sides so the the two highest rated episodes can't go up against each other stuff mm-hmm. like that um so yeah i i guess are we good or are we guess, just jumping yeah, into i guess it? we're just gonna do it how do you how do you think we should do it because um in my mind like we were each gonna take one of the two and kind of give our quick elevator pitch for why we think it should win yeah whether we really believe it or not like we got to give it a good word yeah i i agree i think we take each episode um each of us agrees on which one we're going to take we discuss which one we think should win or one like one sentence pitch like you said a quick elevator pitch and then um we move on we we need to narrow it down to eight pretty quick and uh-huh. we can we can give more time to the top eight i yeah. feel like yeah, we don't need to dwell heavily on all of them at the beginning. Yeah, just because we don't want this to be a... Yeah, and the ones that we end up talking about in the end, we have already talked about them yeah. two times previously. Yeah. Three times previously. So let's say you get... I'll put a, pull out a timer, and we've got one minute... And you don't even have to use the whole minute. No. No, you don't. We've got one minute to say why an episode um, why an episode deserves to win, even if we don't believe it actually deserves to win. Just say like why it's important, what good things it has going for it. Yeah, and then we will um, we'll have a quick discussion about which we think, and then in the next round we'll see how it goes. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. All right, I need to play our tournament music. Play our tournament music. That was our tournament music. That's all we've got going on. Karate Kid. Best tournament song. I mean, does it have any competition? Um, no, because it beat them all. Because it's the best around. Well, sure. I, sh- I guess I should have been expecting that. Okay. Now this is going to be a silent alarm. That's good. So, do we just want to start off here on our left side? Yeah, I think I think it's important that we go in order. Mm-hmm. So we'll just swoop down here, come over here. Yes. That made very good audio for the audience, as I'm here pointing with my hand to various things and saying, we'll do this and we'll do this, and you have no idea what I'm talking about. We're doing the left side first, folks. The left side bracket, which I have dubbed the world bracket. Oh, yeah, so we've got the world. We should have really divided them into... Four? Four, yeah. Ooh, could it be... Could the world be Corey on top and Sean on the bottom and Fever be Topanga on top and Minkus at the bottom? Of course. We've made this up. It can be anything that we want it to be. So these are our four quarters for this... Our, for this, our uh, our four quadrants. Let's put. I like quadrants. Four quadrants. Now I need to make them some colors for this. Working my wonderful skills that I've learned. Uh, fever bracket is going to be Topanga bracket. Well, it can still be fever. Fever no, can be that half. No, no, we have four quadrants. <laughs> Topanga bracket and then Minkus bracket. Because I think the four kids are the best part of this season. So those are good quadrants. 
I think you're right. And we will make this one red because watch out for Minkus. He's <laughs> nothing but trouble. All right. So now we've got our quadrants instead of two halves. So it's like a north, south, east, and west bracket, except mm-hmm. it's Corishan, Topanga, and Minkus. Yep. All righty. Uh, the best parts. And um, yeah, let's jump into round one. Go ahead and play your music one more time. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's just get started. So, uh, round you one. Take the top one, I take the bottom one? Uh, sure. Round one, that means I've got pilot and you've got. Boy meets girl. Boy meets girl. Okay. So, I'll go first. <laughs> Somehow, I've got to try to justify the pilot. Um, and go. I mean, it's the pilot, it's where it began. No, it's not the best episode in the world, but it's a really good pilot, especially for, like, pilot's sake. Yes, it establishes that P- Feeny is a really bad teacher, that he never really digs himself out. <laughs> out of <laughs> yes it is that yes it is the first one that has a really confusing moral lesson that tries to relate the love of romeo and juliet to Corey's love for his family and that doesn't necessarily work on a level but everything else is built off of this premise of this pilot and it is what leads us to great stuff like boy meets girl later okay you spent most of that time talking about why it wasn't good i i was acknowledging its faults while trying to praise it all All right right. all right anyway girl meets world boy meets girl boy meets girl girl meets world is a whole different thing oh and just for people playing at home uh pilot is eighth seed and uh boy meets girls one (laughs) first seed too you almost said it too i almost did Um, All right. So. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So Boy Meets Girl is, I feel like, the initial establishment, the relationship formula of Boy Meets World. The pilot kind of set up the show. Boy Meets Girl is what the show becomes. It's dealing with complicated feelings of, do they like me? Do they not like me? And really a lot of the flavor that we're going to get from here on out, you can see it starting here in Boy Meets Girl. Also, Topanga's in this one. Topanga's not in the first one. Sean has a name in this one. He does not have a name in the pilot. So Boy Meets Girl is the culmination of everything in season one. Yeah, that was, that was good. That was good. Um, I don't think we need to spend much time debating on this one. Or no, voting. I really don't think so. Boy Meets Girl. Boy Meets Girl is the winner. Yeah, Boy Meets Girl is a great episode. There's a reason it's a first seed. Um, the pilot, if this was based on importance, I mean, these would still be a toss-up. Mm-hmm. But since this is based on our enjoyment, um, Boy Meets Girl is the clear winner. Definitely. All right. So that is first round done. I don't know if I'm going to play that after every round, but I mean, I'm abusing my power right now. You've got to, you've got to really lift up those winners. I am unstoppable. Uh, please don't report us to the people who don't like that. Yeah, the whatever they're called. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, the second one, it's episode 102 versus episode 120, and we just did episode 101 versus episode 120. So kind of like just adjacent episodes to one mm-hmm. another. That's 107. Oh, you're right. It is a seven. Never Threw me mind. off two when I was writing it down because that's 102 down there. 107. Yes. Grandma was a Rolling Stone up against 120. The place, the thing. Okay. Am I taking the top one again? Whichever one, I'll give you the choice. Well, I'll just always take the top one and you always take the bottom one. Okay. That way we don't have to... Go for it. Grandma was a Rolling Stone. Ooh, and I, and I get to do this one. <laughs> get ready to take a drink, everybody. <laughs> 
if you're playing the Boy Meets World drinking game, yes. Grandma Was a Rolling Stone is the first very funny episode of Boy Meets World. Um, the grandma is a bummer because of how she treats Corey. Um, I'm a little used to being disappointed by family, so it didn't affect me that much, but I know it affects a lot of people's enjoyment of this episode. Um, but the star of the show is Eric with Morgan and the wonderful and beautiful and still incredible to this day, Carrie Russell, <laughs> playing Jessica, even though I never call her that. You never um, do. It is so funny. It really showcases Eric's comedy in a great way. Um, and it actually does something with his girl's, girl obsession, unlike most episodes where it's just there. All right. Very well said. All right. The play's the thing. Let's see if I got it in me. And go. Okay. So the play's the thing works best as an episode when it focuses on the play. Just like the title says, the play's the thing. And I think that part is very good. Minkus going crazy, super method in his acting is wonderful. The lesson Corey learns about like caring about the people that are depending on him is really good. Is the B plot about Alan in the supermarket completely unnecessary and very confusing? Yes. Am I interested in it? No. But I think the other elements of the school stuff really make up for it. Plus, you get to see William Daniels do his thing when he acts out the part of Hamlet and just scares the crap out of Corey. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was good. Um, I think I th still think Grandma's Rolling Stone is a better episode. Um, it's a lot funnier. Um, I could be swayed just because of that Feeny moment. It's a mm -hmm. really good Feeny it moment. It is a really good Feeny moment, but I think plot points aside with the Grandma... The comedy of Grandma Was a Rolling Stone. The fact that we get to see Eric shine mm -hmm. for the first time, honestly. And you just see like, oh my gosh, this kid can do it. Mm -hmm. Like, Will Friedle, he's he's got it. Yeah. Like, this is going to be, this is going to be something. And you see that here in this episode. Yeah. Plus the uh, the backyard scene where he's, you know, when he first Swapping sees her. Spit with a feeny. Oh, not no, the, the, no, the no. one. The one where he's like, girl, girl, right there. Where would you like me to move this enormously heavy bag of fertilizer? Oh, let me just effortlessly toss it over here. <laughs> and even, like, the fact that the janky set moves when he tosses it, even that's hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole scene is maybe my favorite, like my most laughed at moment in the first season of Boy Meets World. All right. Well, then I think it is clear which episode it is that does it. Yeah. Um, I do love the school stuff with uh the play's the thing. Uh -huh. But I do not care about goofy golf. Not even in the littlest bit. What have I done here? I really want to know what what they did to Morgan there at the end because she just stopped elevating episodes at one point. Uh -huh. She was just a non a non entity and it was really sad. Yeah. All right. So we've got episode one oh four, which is Corey's alternative friends. Oh, hold on. Oh yes. <laughs> Round three. Round three. So now we've got uh, Corey's alternative friends and what? Kid gloves. And kid gloves. Ooh, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, that We have moved on from the Corey bracket to the Sean bracket. Mm -hmm. Completely arbitrarily named. Yeah, I don't... The, none of these episodes really feature Sean as too much of a heavy player. It's a wonderful night a little bit, but... Yeah. Um, so I'll take Corey's alternative friends. You've got kids' gloves? Mm -hmm. Okay, just making sure that was it. All right, and go. Corey's alternative friends is the first great episode of Boy Meets World. Um, the episodes before it are okay. They're fine. But the introduction of Topanga and the establishment of the school dynamic is what eventually makes the show great. Um, you get Corey and Topanga's first kiss, which is very enjoyable, if not the most epic thing in the world, even though it's pretty epic. It gives you a lot to discuss with how he got to school that day and how his school system <laughs> went. 
how he's just been failed by the public school system. Um, hey, this is my time. Um, and I think the alternative friends are really funny and interesting. Um, and Sean gets his personality in that episode and gets his name. Uh, it's a really important episode. It's a really enjoyable episode. I think it should win. All right. So here we go. Kid Gloves. I think Kid Gloves is important because it is... Um, a really good family episode. Um, just the relationship between Corey and his dad, which has come up multiple times throughout this season. But um, I think this is kind of where it is at its best. Um, just kind of realizing these things about your father and like learning more about him and the things that he's done for you. Not really for you, but the things that he has done in his life and wants to share those with you. Also the scuba diving scene where they're all getting ready to scuba is really good because again you have the four kids all together um and i just think that that's really great and you have the great line from Corey: no i'm not going to make fun of her anymore or i'm not going to insult her anymore i'm going to insult you from now on uh, which is very very good yeah very relatable for a young boy to say um i do think we do need to mention that it has the ooze um, when the boys, when the boys get, and girl disrobe well when the girl swimsuit. robes we hear ow oh that's right an ow <laughs> those are the <laughs> uncomfortable audience reactions that we titled the episode after yeah it is even in hindsight the more i think about it the more those reactions it's very are uncomfortable like, i i guess body positivity but also they're 12 uh-huh um yeah so this one's this one's probably our toughest one yet yeah um these are these these i mean this bracket is four and five seeds so they're very Mm -hmm. they're very close they're very close in quality um probably the closest two in quality oh no these are third and six seed no it's Uh, garbage then yeah um these are three and six seed um i think i enjoy these episodes equally Mm -hmm. but if you were at it to ask me which one i want to watch right now it would probably be Corey's alternative same and i don't think that's because we just watched kid gloves Mm-hmm. But I think it's overall just a more enjoyable experience. A little bit less like, aww, heart, pull at the heartstrings kind of moment like, when will be the most important day of your life? Whenever you give them back to me, Dad. Yeah. Um, which is nice, but I just think Corey's Alternative Friends is a really fun episode. Yeah. And while we're not trying to take future, like, future things into account, Kid Gloves adds nothing to the mythology of Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. whereas Corey's Alternative Friends adds a lot to it. Yeah, it was like the moment that it starts. Yeah, the Corey and Topanga thing starts, the use a mirror, babe, the, the lipstick on the face dance. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that is really important to the mythology. Mm-hmm. We come back Boy to Meets those World. scenes a lot. And while if in a vacuum that may not matter, it's definitely more enjoyable to watch because we get to be like, oh, that's where that came from. That's where that came from. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's got to win. I agree. Um, Corey's Alternative Friends, you've done it. Uh, Kid Gloves is still a great episode. Uh I think it is maybe the perfect average episode. Mm -hmm. And probably you have episodes that deal a lot with family. Mm -hmm. It's the best, one of the best ones. Yeah, definitely. Um, It just does a really good job. I think it's still iconic to the show. Mm -hmm. It's one of the ones you think of when you think of season one. But I think Corey's Alternative Friends is just like the one that you think of. Right, right. Um, Okay, so we're moving on to... What is on it? the fence versus it's a wonderful night. Ooh, this one's actually fairly hard as well. I'm still not sure if we're if we're ringing in a new bracket or celebrating the old bracket when you play that one. Who who can say? It could be a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so New Year's I'm, Eve, you're saying goodbye to the old one, but you're also welcoming the new one. That's a good point. 
That's a good point. I was just too close-minded. So I guess On the Fence is the one I've got. Yeah. And you've got It's a Wonderful Night. This one's actually fairly close, I feel like, mm-hmm. too, in terms of quality. Um, so I've got On the Fence. Yeah, because this is our fourth and fifth. Yeah. I just realized in this bracket, I set it up so the older episode was first, the second episode was second, or the newer episode was second, just because I wanted some kind of consistency. So I'm always going to have... Yeah, I was going to have the old ones. Which is on the other On the Topanga and Minkus, we'll flip it and I'll do the first. Okay, we can do that. I mean, it really does matter in the end because it's some of my favorites okay um okay i'm ready go for it episode 102 is a really solid follow-up um i think it takes what the pilot does and does it better um i think Corey is established as mischievous for trying to tom sawyer his friends um it introduces minkus in a really great way when he comes out in that rain suit it's very funny (laughs) um I think they tell him he looks like a stick of juicy fruit in that episode, too. Or maybe a banana? I don't remember. But it doesn't matter. Um, it's a very funny episode. It establishes a really good relationship between Corey and Feeney. Um, and also shows that these kids aren't supervised at lunch. Uh-huh. So the most can... important thing. <laughs> All right. Um, so, It's a Wonderful Night is our first, I feel like, establishment of scheming Corey and scheming Eric. Like, trying to pull something that they shouldn't be able to do or shouldn't be doing and trying to get away with it and it goes disastrously for both of them but it's also hilarious for us as the audience um just as in on the fence it was like starting to show Corey's mischievous side i feel like it's a wonderful night is again developing that even further um with the videotape um i yeah um, so it's pretty funny. There's a little bit of uncomfortableness with seducing of Tony with a Y. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't know. That's not really defensible. <laughs> Just felt like I needed mentioning. Um, this one's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you take it in a bubble and you ask me which one of these episodes I want to watch now, it's actually probably On the Fence. I was thinking the same. I think On the Fence is really good. We establish Corey and his dad um, really well. I feel like so much about It's a Wonderful Night just feels very implausible. Like, watching the video, murder video, right next to Mr. Feeney in the living room just feels very weird. Lazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and... It is a baby scam, so... <laughs> it is a baby scam. Yeah, I, the more I think about It's a Wonderful Night the more I don't like it. Um, Mm -hmm. I was listening to um, Brum Eats World, and they said this plot could have been in any sitcom, and it would have worked. Mm -hmm. And I kind of agree with that. Yeah, it like wasn't really playing to the strengths of the show. Yeah, so even though we rated it pretty high and it was pretty recent, it's actually gone down in my estimation on further thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think even compared to just here to On the Fence, like we're seeing, like when Boy Meets World is doing the things that it does well, it's better than even a really funny episode Mm -hmm. of things that it doesn't do well of things that any show does yeah so yeah i think i think on the fence has got to take this one um man you're all of these you're just beating me i know that's not really what's happening because we're deciding together but all the ones that you're choosing are the ones that are moving on is it really i mean boy meets girl did not but grandma was a rolling stone Corey's alternative friends and on the fence all yeah. proceeded yeah you're right you are right um <clears throat> Well, to be fair, I feel like Grandma was a Rolling Stone and Corey's alternative friends are the best of the early episodes. Uh-huh. So, And uh, apparently on the fences. I mean, it is good still. So. Yeah. It's another thing I think about all the time is Corey being like, my dad is Superman. Yeah. I Yeah. It's not one of my favorites in this bracket, but up against It's a Wonderful Night, I really do think on the fence, uh-huh. it just wins. Yeah. All, all right. right. Let's pick up the pace. So we're moving to the Topanga bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I do that and play the song, I do like a, I just 
stone cold stare at chance <laughs> and, and just dances. bust a move. And I'm getting the timer ready every uh-huh. time. Every time. All right. So this is Teacher's Bet versus Once in Love with Amy. So I've got Once in Love with Amy. Yeah, I got okay. Teacher's Bet. And go. All right. So Teacher's Bet is our episode on prejudice. And while I don't think it does a great job addressing everything there is to talk about with prejudice, and we established that on the episode, and I've talked about it since, I still think it's a good start to a conversation. Sadly, the show does not ever continue said conversation, but I think as an episode, it's good. I think the setup is very implausible, but I think it's just really funny and also sets up a lot for Corey's future. Again, not wanting to think too far ahead, but like this episode's really foundational to Corey as a character, mm-hmm. and you don't even realize it at the time. Okay. Um, that was a good. And now, Once in Love with Amy. This is Amy's one episode. It's all she gets. Um, and Poor Betsy Randall Amy. is so good as a, as a character, and you love her every time. But she really doesn't get that much screen time. Um, the, the setup is a little weird. As Cameron states, it's okay to lie to your kids as long as it makes you feel... As long as it makes you feel good and sexy. As long as it makes you feel good and sexy. Um, is a little weird. Um, but I do think showing people that situations can be more complicated complicated is important um betsy randall's great in it i love the whole uh when he confronts her about they're cheating even though he knows they're cheating together and he's like you two-bit hussy brazen hussy brazen hussy um yeah i think it's good and we get alan alan fred alan fred um yeah so uh this is another hard one for me which i didn't expect i don't think it's that hard for me what do you think i still think teacher's bet Mm -hmm. because i remember looking looking at once in love with amy one alan fred no thanks I feel like the moral they're trying to set up in that episode does not land at all. And I will fight on this. So both of these episodes actually do a kind of poor job at getting the message across. They don't communicate it very clearly. But I think Teacher's Bed does a better job. It's not perfect, as I said, but it's better. I feel like it has a good lesson. It kind of shows like prejudice. Well, prejudice always exists. Like discrimination is still very present, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is very common where even today we're like, this isn't real. People yeah. just need to get over it, um, which isn't the case. Like, it's still very much an issue in yeah. our country. Yeah. I, I mean, Teacher's Bed is definitely the more prescient episode, for sure. Um, still applies to today. Um, yeah, I would probably pick Teacher's Bet as well. If you gave me these two episodes and I had to decide which one to watch, it would probably be Teacher's Bet, even though I also like Once in Love with Amy. Um, I think Once in Love with Amy is funnier. Mm-hmm. I think it's a funnier episode, especially Eric. You know, like, oh no, they're laughing. You know what happens when Freddy Krueger laughs. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. Um, but you're right. I think I think Teacher's Bet, it's a more important episode. Um, Linda is one of my favorite Eric girlfriends ever. Oh, yeah, she's very good. So I think, yeah, Teacher's Bet. All right. I did it. Not that that's not, what this is about. We're not taking sides. But it's important to me we're to just, get one in every once in a while. We're just saying good things about the episodes because every episode deserves something good said about it. That's true. Even if it's not going to win. All right, moving on. Okay, so you've got... Killer B. Oh, yes. Versus Risky Business. Versus Risky Business. Okay. Uh, interesting note. So, in our bracket, Risky Business is set up as episode 116. We covered it as episode 113, and I cannot figure out why. In hmm. the On Disney+, Plus, it is set up as episode 13 of this season. 
Uh-huh. But on everything else, on the DVDs, on the Wikipedia episode guide, uh, in, in in even air date order, it is clearly episode 116. So I think it's just got to be out of place on Disney+. Plus. Must be. So what did we say? It was We said 116 was Model Family. Yeah. So what does it say Model Family is? Uh, Model Family is episode 117. Or no, 115. Then what was 115? The Team of Life. Yeah. Okay. So Weird. The way we covered things is a little different because we used the Disney+. Plus. Plus order. Because uh-huh, we were just watching them on there. Yeah. But um, Risky Business is actually episode 116. Hmm. And then you have to push everything else up. Oh, weird. Um, and yeah. So that was weird. I tried to figure out why Disney Plus did that. I started looking for production order. I know some of the stuff they messed up though. Because I know they're not related to this at all. But the X-Men cartoon from the 90s was on there. And people were complaining that some of the episodes were out of order. Mm, maybe that's just it. Maybe it was just randomly placed. So we'll have to look so, into that in the future. Uh-huh. Just to make sure we're watching them in the right order. Yeah, just to make sure we're doing it right. Um, I thought it may have been a production order thing. They filmed that one earlier, and then they aired it near Valentine's Day because it was the Valentine's Day episode. Uh-huh. Um, but that doesn't seem to be the case. I couldn't find an official production order list. Yeah. But I checked, like I said, I checked the DVDs. I checked um, the Wikipedia. I checked... Um, uh, what's it called? IMDb. Mm-hmm. I checked all their episode lists, and all of them had it this order. That's weird. So, um, risky business. Even though we covered it as episode one thirteen, um, it is actually one sixteen. All right. So, episode one sixteen, risky business versus episode one hundred five, killer bee. Killer bee. So here we go. Killer bee. Ooh, I didn't do my job because I was okay. explaining. So I love Killer Bee. I think we already know this. It was one of my highest episodes that I've rated um, because I think it really shows good a good side of Feeny and like teaching and like guiding Corey to learn and like be interested in learning. Um, and also just seeing that good Corey and Feeny kind of relationship really develop in that episode. Um, I mean, there's the moment at the end where Feeny's like, we won, that I just think is really touching. And important, like it just feels. It's a nice episode in the way that it feels to me. At least I know it maybe resonated more with me than to you, or maybe some other people. But I, I just think it's a really important episode in that regard. All right, good summary. All right, and I will do risky business. So risky business. Both of these episodes are filler, but risky business is a really good kind of filler. Um, I think that it actually struggled a little bit. Um, from where we put it, because if it had been after Model Family and been a continuation of those relationships that we really saw in Model Family, it uh, probably would be a a higher rated episode um, because it deals a lot with the four kids, which I've always said is the best part of Boy Meets World. Um, There are parts of the episode I don't think are super enjoyable, like the whole leaving Morgan alone, her breaking the window thing. Mm -hmm. That's not great. But everything in the school, I think, is great. And it's got Sean and Corey going up against Minkus in a non-cruel way. Mm -hmm. I thought you said you set that as a silent alarm. I thought I did too. Guess not. But that's okay. Yes. All right. Um, So yeah, these two episodes, this is going to be kind of hard. I know that I would rather watch Risky Business. Now that's not the end all beat all. Mm -hmm. That makes it the best. I personally would probably watch Killer B over Risky Business because I'm also just remembering like, who are the two Emotus? (laughs) And just those girls that are in the Geography B that are just so weird. I don't know what affectation they're going for, what they're trying there, but it's just so funny. I think Killer B is too highly rated on our bracket, but... 
And if it was going up against an episode I cared more about, I would probably fight on it. But I really do think both these episodes are really good filler. Mm-hmm. One is really good late season filler, and one is really good early season filler. Um, and I do, I wonder what would happen if we had watched this directly after Model Family, when it's more of a continuation of those relationships, mm-hmm. instead of instead of like them starting and then them stopping and then them starting again. Um, but we can't we can't dwell on what we wish. Well, we could could be gifts um, and butts or candy and nuts. So I will go ahead and go Killer B for this one. Yeah. Even though I think it is far too highly, too highly rated. I, you know, I think the hype in the early season just really took took it. And then, you know, it had a lot of injuries on the other teams. And it just kind of made it here and it shouldn't. Yeah, here it is. Here we are. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Did that sound sporty? Tell me. Anybody that listens to sports? I don't think it really did. I think it sounded like a person who had no idea what they were talking about <laughs> trying to make sense. Um, all right. So here we go. We are at class pre-union versus the fugitive. All right. 109 class pre-union versus 117 the fugitive. And I've got the fugitive, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So 109 fugitive i'm having trouble for some reason okay this is the minkus bracket we're in the final four final four of the first round yeah so class pre-union don't worry this won't take me that long it's kind of good i feel like this is one that maybe just scraped on in there i think it has some nice moments i'm really struggling thinking of something good mr feeney sets a bad assignment and gives poor guidelines to how it should be done and then gets mad at Corey when he doesn't follow the guidelines that aren't clear i'm sorry i'm not going to praise him for that That's bad teaching. He's setting up his students to fail, and I am not okay with that. This episode is disqualified. (laughs) Um, I will give one good thing, because we want every episode to have something good said about it. Uh, Alan goes above and beyond to try to get his kid to follow his dreams, and that's why we gave him MVP in that episode. Oh, yeah. That was weird. Him getting the baseball player, Jim Uh Abbott. Jim Abbott. So weird. But... A very heartwarming thing that Alan does for his Uh son. (laughs) That didn't go how I was expecting, but when I just started going, it just started coming out. Uh, Okay. I will do The Fugitive. I don't think it's going to be that hard of a contest. The Fugitive is one of the best episodes of season one of Boy Meets World and should absolutely slaughter class preview. Um, you get the friendship between Corey and Sean. Uh, you really start You really start Sean's arc of being a troublemaker. Um, Sean is one of the best characters in Boy Meets World, and he really gets a chance to shine here. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and move it on over. <laughs> I guess I'm done. Uh, but yeah, The Fugitive. We can talk more about it next time. Yeah, we can talk more about it next time, but The Fugitive <laughs> is a great episode. And it this is kind of a slaughter. Um, I actually want to know. He swept the leg. The Fugitive swept the leg and put Class Pre-Union in a body bag. Um... It is the fourth hot, or fourth lowest rated episode on this bracket. What was below it? Uh, the pilot, obviously. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, uh, the father knows less. Oh, great! That's the next one I get to talk about. And um, the plays the thing. We rated all oh, three of those. Well, I enjoyed that one. And I don't think it's recency bias. Well, I'm telling you, you gotta wait. You gotta wait the stuff in the later half of the season higher. Oh uh, yeah, heavier. heavier. The father knows less. You've okay. got father knows less in this round, and I have what? Model family. Oh well. <laughs> Should we even talk about him? We're going to father. Okay. Everyone deserves something. Don't even start the timer. Good. It's fine. Father knows less. I think is another really good 
Alan episode where Alan is trying to help his kid. He's wanting to connect with his kid. I think he learns a valuable lesson on like being a parent. Like I need to like care for my kids. That doesn't mean I get to jerk them all around to make myself feel better. Like I don't get to be, have them give them instability to make myself feel better about the adult choices I have to make in my life. And so that's really good. And you have like Corey drinking apple juice with Mr. Feeney, um, which is nice. But you also learn Mr. Feeney hasn't taught them what World War II is, um, which is you know it is what it is we already know how we feel about him as a teacher at least in this season and there you have it we love mr feeney we just don't love him as a teacher yet not yet yet we have an open mind yes the power of yet a growth mindset as they say and you know the idea of a wise old neighbor teaching you things i think is universally loved by us all but when you actually start analyzing how he teaches in a classroom it's bad Mm uh-huh Telling people's grades it's like everywhere. like if Mr. Wilson from Home Improvement also taught Brad geometry. Yes. And he did He did a bad job because he always wanted to talk about all these other things in philosophy. Was, Mr. Wilson doesn't have any business teaching geometry. Was Brad the oldest one or was he JTT? He was the oldest one. Okay. He's the only one I could remember their name. Yeah, I don't... Brad, Randy, and Mark. Ooh, that was good. I use my brain for something. I haven't thought about that show in so long. All right. Okay, and then Model Family. You're moving it over already. I am. I don't think it's much of a contest. Again, Model Family is one of the best episodes, but it's kind of a sleeper one of the best episodes. It's not one I think about often. Um, but you really get you really get a good Eric girl problem, um, even though it's a little outlandish in its setup. Mm-hmm. Um, and hilarious. Yeah, him not wanting to be the lobster and them judging him for being the lobster is a little outlandish. I don't think it would be that big a deal um but that being said it's still very funny you get the introduction of jason who is slimy in a good way um and you really get the four kids just being great together the two scenes well the three scenes really where they are um together and working on this assignment and really playing off of each other is the most delightful boy meets world gets Agreed. Well, I think it's obvious. Model family should move on. Yeah, model family. Model family should move on. Father knows less is going to go the way a father knows best, and no one's going to remember it. Yes. Um, father knows less is still a good episode. Okay. So I think we should just talk about them now. Yeah. So we're at. We finished the initial round of sixteen. We're down to an elite eight yeah. episodes. So this should fit, give us our champion of each bracket. Mm-hmm. of the four brackets and then we will put them head to head and then get our final two absolutely and now i think we should just talk about them discuss the merits of both episodes we've kind of given our pitches as to why the episodes are good uh-huh. so now we'll just say why they are bad we'll start we'll start a timer if we need to i don't think we're gonna need to i don't either um maybe a few we'll see <laughs> we'll just jump in if you think we're getting a little bit long-winded just hit that 30 seconds forward button it's sh- it's true. Like it's an um, ad on Office Ladies. We're just going to jam in that button. Yeah, or uh, I've been listening to uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, The Scrubs uh-huh. rewatch podcast. It's got six ads during it. Are you kidding That's so me? many. And Office they, Ladies has a lot too. And now they have one in the middle of the episode, like a brought to you by State Farm little moment. Oh, really? I hate it. Yeah. Um, Don't I will, worry, guys. We're only sponsored by fake people on this, ep- on this show. Yes. And even if we do, like one or two ads an episode... And I like I like the bespoke ads. 
or we just riff, read them and make them up at, at the time. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is like I enjoy a good like improv ad, like where the podcast hosts get to be funny, uh-huh. but like pre-recorded or even worse, like someone else entirely doing the ad. Oh, yeah, just jamming on that skip button until yeah. I hear normal voices again. Yeah, it's bad. I don't want it. This has been our PSA against advertisements. <laughs> I have so much problems with the commercialization of podcasts. Anyway, we won't I mean, talk about I'm that. not saying I would reject if someone wanted to advertise on here. Yes. For the right product at the right price. And under our terms. Uh, so yeah. this is why we're never going to get advertised. Yeah, we're never going to get advertised. So we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, but we're just putting it out there right now. We're not just going to sell out to the first Blue Apron food meal kit that wants to come send money our way. They want to send me free Blue Blue Apron. I will sell out. Chance, you don't have a kitchen. I'll cook it over here. (laughs) Our friends Adam and Taryn are about to move to town. That's true. You can cook at their house, too. Um, Okay, so the first one is... Boy Meets Girl versus Grandma Was a Rolling Stone. Versus Grandma Was a Rolling Stone. Why don't you play your... Oh, you're right. Because we don't know if it's just to start us off. Let me get a cleaner take on that. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I I think the obvious winner for this one is Boy Meets Girl, but I think Grandma R- Rolling Stone is one of the funniest episodes, uh-huh. and it deserves. It's definitely a contender. Yeah. Because Grandma was a Rolling Stone as Eric being so good. Like this is his other than model family. Like, his moment that he shines mm-hmm. in season one. Um, and I just think Eric is so great. He's one of the best characters on the show. Him and Sean. And, yeah, they're just wonderful. You have some really great guest stars in this episode with Rue McClanahan and... Go oh, for Carrie it. Russell. Carrie Russell. <laughs> yes, I keep wanting to say Brooke Shields, which is a mistake I made before. Yeah, you made So I'm like, time. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to let Chance say it. Um, one of my lifetime crushes. Uh-huh. And so, like, that's all very good. Morgan, like, Morgan... Morgan shines in this episode. She's not really an entity at all in Boy Meets Girl. Yeah. Um, just because it's later and Morgan kind of phases out a little bit. Yeah. Um, Grandma Was a Rolling Stone is a really weird oddity um, because it doesn't do what the show was originally trying to do well, which was Corey with the family. Um, I think Corey with the family is the worst part of Grandma Was a Rolling Stone. Yeah, we're glad that they moved away from that. Or we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, and But it does, also doesn't do what the show would end up doing doing well which is the kids and their problems Uh it was like a whole third area yeah it was this third area um with eric and jessica i'll say her real name um (laughs) carrie the mouseketeer Yep, the Mouseketeer, uh, the Russian assassin hiding in America. Um, Felicity. Felicity. She had great hair in Felicity. Anyway. It looked very much, very similar to Jessica's hair here. I, I mean, she had great hair here. Um, I know there was like fan outcry when she cut it in Felicity. Anyway, we're not, this is not a Felicity podcast. It could be for the right price. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a really weird episode to rank because I don't think it's a great Boy Meets World episode. I think it's a great episode of something. Uh, just not, <laughs> just not this. Yeah, and, and that's not. It's still enjoyable, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like Boy Meets Squirrel is the juggernaut here, so we're not uh-huh. talking about it as much. Yeah. I do have to say this, though. In terms of plot, the way Corey's grandma acts really sucks. Yeah, yeah. And there's no, like, she doesn't learn, she doesn't change. The whole episode is, that's just how she is. Yeah, and you just got to learn to kind of deal with it, and she'll make it up to you in some way. But you just got to kind of sit with your disappointment yeah. and be okay with it. Which kind of, it's just... It's not a good message to say, like, this unstable person in your life 
is just going to be that way and you just have to deal. Yeah, that one's really crappy. And there's something about the trying to distract Corey by baking muffins, like, plotline that I just... It doesn't land. I don't care. Like, I do not care. You could have just said, hey, this is very common. Yeah. Um, It could all... mm, I don't know. It is important to note that my two laugh-out-loud moments of the season were in this episode. Oh. The... Where Corey and Topanga are on the couch and she says, you're killing me, Corey, and leans back and like crosses her legs and he just starts giggling. I, it gets me. It's so funny. <laughs> it is so funny the way that whole scene plays out. Wait, and Grandma was a Rolling Stone? No, that was Boy Meets Girl. Oh. Okay. And then in the girl, girl, right there. Uh, right there. Girl, 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 right there. Those are the two moments in this entire season. Well, that is funny that they, they're the two. Uh, yeah. They're here up against each other. Like, I am not a guy who laughs out loud while I'm watching things by myself. It just doesn't really happen. I don't think I do either. Yeah, it, but I just, I couldn't help it in both of those. I was just, I, la- I thought it was so funny. Uh-huh. Um, that I laughed out loud for both of those. Um, so these are both really, really worthy contenders. Um, I think Boy Meets Girl is hard to stop. Mm-hmm. It's got the beginning of Corey and Topanga, um, and their whole thing together is so cute. Um, and it's, it's it's a lot deeper than I remember it being. Because uh-huh. yeah, I remember you just unpacking it last week. Yeah. You might not remember because that's how your brain well, works. Yes. But um, yeah, just like the characterization of Topanga, kind of showing her not as just like this one note. Yeah. Character like in um, She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not, yeah. where it's just like, what are you doing to Panga? But kind of seeing like she has her own agency mm-hmm. and she's like, knows what she wants and is going for what she wants and like making it work. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I, right after we listened to that, I listened to the Brummies World episode about it. Um, and they're like, I think she's trying to trap him, is what they said. <laughs> and I'm like, I basically said the same thing. Yeah, just, yeah, just not in those exact words. A different way. So, um, yeah, I just think, I just think it's such a good episode. I think. I think it's hard. I think Grandma Rolling Stone is a great contender mm-hmm. for it. It really is, but it's just up against, honestly, one of the best episodes. Yeah. Well, and, and like you said in the setup, this is kind of the pilot for the rest of the series. Uh-huh. And I just, I didn't make that up. I think it's true. Yeah. But, like, I just had that realization as we were talking about it. Yeah. The pilot is kind of the pilot for the show about Corey, the middle child of a family. But Boy Meets Girl is the pilot of a show, a pilot of a show about a kid growing up and learning to travel the world with his friends and with his girl and with his parents. Boy Meets World 2. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo. So, I, I just, I think it's gotta be. I think it's gotta be. I think it's gotta be Boy Meets Girl. Um, what are we talking Will it be moving on? We shall find out. I don't know that there's a better episode that Boy Meets Girl could have gone up against, though. Because it is very much so Eric's best episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I do have a, a, I have had a lifelong crush, celebrity crush on Carrie Russell, I admit. But Jessica's great in the episode. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but it's going to Boy Meets Girl, so we're going to move on. <laughs> Okay, what are the what is our matchup? Alright, so this next matchup is the Sean bracket, and it is Corey's Alternative Friends versus On the Fence. Okay. Oh. This one is not as close as the other one. Maybe no. it is. Well, I I don't agree. I think I can tell what's gonna move on. Which one do you want to move on? First gut reaction. Corey's alternative friends. I mean I want Corey's alternative friends to move on too. Well the good thing is this is our show. <laughs> um so if you were if you were to get these episodes put in front of you right now, I mean which one would you want to watch? Corey's alternative friends yeah i mean i think it is clearly once again it's the mythology it is Uh the mythology of the show it's probably the most mythologically important episode of boy meets world yeah i mean every single moment there's a clip show or a clip moment later in the show it comes back to kiss on the lockers 
lipstick on the face. Yep, yeah. It's like those two moments. So they're really important moments in the show. Um, on the fence. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It is. It is good. It's, it's when they hadn't even figured out what they wanted the show to be. And it wasn't even there. Like, it was episode two. Yeah. And it was still, I mean, a marked improvement over the pilot. Yeah. Some really good things about it. Um, Minkus is established as a really interesting three-dimensional nerd mm-hmm. who doesn't just uh, take abuse. but as He's not saved by the bell nerd. Yeah. Not a screech or an Urkel. Yeah, he's going to, you know, if he gets shot with a water gun, he's not going to tell or cry or he run away. He's going to say, ow, though. Well, yes. <laughs> That's true. But he is going to retaliate. Uh-huh. Big um, time. Bigger yeah. and better because Minkus is rich and Minkus is vindictive. Yeah, Minkus has, like, a, an uncle who works at Prototypes and Super Soldiers. And Nintendo. Nintendo? Everybody has an uncle that works at Nintendo. What? I just feel like that's a, a common thing. Oh, I'll just cut this. Uh, no, it's fine. So yeah, I think this is a very... Uh, I, I think it's a great early episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is, but I mean, Corey's Alternative Friends is just two episodes later, right? Yeah. And it's a much better early episode. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and yeah, you get... And you still have Minkus in it. Yeah. Saying he's more of a Connie Chung guy. I, I, I still will never get over the look at them, and you know, and then it zooms over to them, I'm like, man, I would hang out with all of those guys. <laughs> They're so cool. <laughs> they are so much more interesting than everybody else. What? keyboard guys deal <laughs> didn't we say like you just play mary had a little uh-huh, just over time. and over and over again but and he then, has the headphones so nobody knows and then topanga and other girl other girl just, just normal normal girls. normal girls i guess topanga, topanga acts weird but she doesn't look weird she's cool yeah. yeah she doesn't have a thing other than an interesting non-normative spiritual belief Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think Corey's Alternative Friends is Corey's Alternative on. Friends, this is going to make for a good setup in the semifinals. Yeah. Well, and On the Fence was too highly rated. Yeah. It so was, we had to wait it. Well, yeah. I mean, Corey's Alternative Friends was also pretty early. But yeah. So here we go. Moving, moving on. on. Well, you haven't moved it on yet. It's right. easy. It's just a simple copy and paste. Love it. All right. Moving back over to the Topanga bracket, we have two, I think, heavily emotional episodes. I just realized that Corey's Alternative Friends won the Sean bracket, and it's the episode where Sean gets his name. And that makes me... It's wonderful. Happy. And Boy Meets Girl is the winner of the Corey bracket when Corey got his heart. Yeah. Oh. And his his uh, hormonal telegram. Oh, give me a sec. Ah, uh, Topanga was the MVP of that episode. Of Corey's alternative friends. Yeah. Oh, um, no duh. Well, actually, Topanga was the MVP, MVP of, both. of both those episodes. Also, no duh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was wondering if Corey got MVP in that. And no. It's fine. So what are what? what's the champion round of the Topanga bracket? Topanga bracket is Teacher's Bet versus Killer B. Okay. It's kind of a weird one. <laughs> when we look at what they were up against, I mean, I guess I fought hard-ish for both of them. Yeah. But now I'm here and I'm like, I don't really want either of them to win. <laughs> to win. Neither of them are the best. Like, I could see in the other two we've done either one of those kind of going on yeah. to being the one. Neither of these, I think, is going to go on to be the one. Yeah, unfortunately though Topanga is probably my favorite character. This is that one. fluke round where those two mid-level teams really somehow make their way past, but you know neither of them's got it in them to win it. Yeah. Sports metaphor. Sports metaphor. Um, I think I think they're both important in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Teacher's Bet is a great example of something that will happen later, which is the random serious episode. Mm-hmm. The random like episode that comes along that 
is way heavier than all the others. Sean joining a cult later. Corey taking up drinking. Yeah, Corey taking up drinking. Um, just episodes of that nature. If you've never listened to the show before, the things we just said sound so buck wild to you. <laughs> You're right. Um, uh, even even like uh, the episode where Sean and Jack like have to rediscover how to like relate to each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's just like the random heavy episode. Um, you know, Alan's average and Corey pushes him down, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it's a great example of that. Um, it may be tackling a subject matter outside of its wheelhouse. Uh-huh. Big time. And it, again, doesn't do a great job. Doesn't do a terrible job. It does an incomplete job. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to talk about that aspect of it anymore. Yeah. We have we have discussed how prejudice isn't the right word and mm-hmm. how it's not really addressing systematic problems. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we've talked about that. We don't need to. Um, but Killer B, since these are ones you fought for, is why I'm talking yeah, about Yeah, I mean, Killer B is a lot of fun, I think. Um, I mean, honestly, it just is. Like, trying to talk Minkus. Minkus trying to be a regular guy wearing the enormous pants. Yeah. It's just for funny. Minkus doing that alone. This one could move on based on the merit of Minkus. Um, the M-O-M, you could say. <laughs> merit of um, just, Minkus I, is mom. Yes, mom. Um, yeah, I, I mean, just thinking of those, that's really pretty funny. Yeah, and it does have the most heartwarming moment between uh, Mr. Feeney and Corey. Uh-huh. Maybe his heartfelt moment is a little bit is a little bit tarnished by the fact that it's all based on a FERPA violation. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, and he doesn't keep it up there. We see it later in Model Family, the plaque behind them and the that that test isn't there anymore yeah because it was a FERPA violation and so it was good that he took it down but I guess he wasn't that proud yeah he was like I'm only proud enough of you to put this up here as a symbolic gesture for this moment um you know all that being said though if you gave me these two episodes to watch even though I think there's probably more merit in teacher's bet I'd probably pick killer B I probably would too just because it it plucks at the heartstrings at the end but I just think overall it's it's funnier and just a more fun time not that it's all about just having a fun time. Got to talk about important things too. But as far as the episodes go, yeah, I, I think it's important. I don't know that I think Killer B is a better episode than Teacher's Bet. I just, I feel like I have less problems with it. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know. I don't know that it's so much better as it is. It doesn't have as much bad. Uh-huh. And the bad isn't like, oh, the character decisions are bad. It's just the messages. No, no. The message is incomplete. Well, the sh- I just feel like the the episode is in over its head. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, this is further than I thought Killer B would make it. Yeah, but I guess Killer B is going to go on. I don't think we'll see it much longer. Um, but maybe I'm editorializing. I think I used that word right. Well, you are the editor, so. Anyway. <laughs> yes, I just editorialized by moving it over in the bracket. Anyway, here we go on to the final round of the quarterfinals. <laughs> So this is the Minkus bracket. Yes. One episode has Minkus in it. One episode has barely any Minkus in it. Well, we, in the Topanga bracket, the episode that actually has Topanga in it, and she's pretty great because she wants to do yoga during class. <laughs> yes. That didn't make it. Yeah. Um, so we have the Fugitive and Model Family. Okay. This is a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, one episode is very important, and the other episode... is very, very good. Yeah, it's very good. Um, not that I don't think Fugitive is good, uh-huh. but I think its importance may... Out- 
outweigh its goodness its goodness i don't know um the fugitive is an episode i always think about when i think about season one of boy meets world Mm -hmm. model family is not however that allowed model family to really surprise me this time Uh i feel like model family is every cylinder on the engine of season one Mm -hmm. is working in perfect harmony yeah in model family i agree with that um i i think everything is firing really well eric is great uh as kind of the lead of it but not so much the lead to Corey that Corey isn't in the show it's not a it's not a uh, grandma was rolling stone problem where it feels like a different show uh-huh. it just feels like Eric's got a little more time than Corey but Corey and his school thing still has still is there and still is wonderful yeah still is there and still is wonderful and that when they're in the kitchen and when they're in the classroom it's the best mm-hmm. it's only comparable to the before scuba diving scene in kid uh, gloves kid, kid gloves yeah uh-huh. yeah so it's just really working um yeah i think the parents are in there the right amount like a little bit morgan can always use more morgan but we even have her in model family like eric it's my brother eric that's eric my brother eric yeah um and that's like really good the fugitive yeah i mean it's important but i think even when we talked about it on the show we are like this is gonna test your relationship and it really didn't yeah. like that threat of like your your friendship is going to be torn asunder isn't really anything we were worried about yeah i think it's important showing kind of sean as the bad boy character ish yeah yeah and i I agree with you the fugitive while important and while setting up sean's arc in a good way i think the fugitive um it doesn't do a good job of setting up the stakes we still don't know what we're saving sean from i also feel like there's a good deal of missed opportunity with the fugitive to talk about criminality Mm -hmm. and like why things are criminalized the way they are stuff like that you point out very uh eloquently how pro cop makes is uh-huh. um, pro police um, in jail especially yeah. but you know his father probably profits off the prison industrial complex in our country <laughs> Um, I know nothing about Minkus's father. And the show never gets into it, but I just know he's a bad man. And the ending joke of The Fugitive is very funny with the power going out, but it's so telegraphed. Uh-huh. Which and also, wouldn't you have gotten some sort of notice like, hey, you didn't pay your bill oh, well. before they just shut your power off? Now you're just poo-pooing on the joke. <laughs> you know how I do. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I think I feel like model family is kind of synergy-wise. Yeah. Like I, peak. I, I really didn't expect this because it's just so odd that The Fugitive wouldn't be one of the best four episodes of the season. I mean, honestly, I think The Fugitive could come in and bump off Killer B. Yes. But I we were already having the conversation about model family and The Fugitive, so we would just have to have it again. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it's just such a it's such an important episode that you think about. Whereas, again, Model Family, I don't think about it afterwards. Um, but, you know, the whole, I think anyone who wanted to adorn his body with body, with body art is a fool. <laughs> and then Sean being like, I'm such a good nerd. I scare myself. <laughs> and, you know, Minkus being like, it's my body. I'll do what I want. He stands up and he rips his shirt open. Minkus. Your tattoo. It speaks to me. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Like, Minkus, you've got a dark side. It, it speaks, speaks to me. me. I just, I think that's really funny. I think the the, the bookending joke of Eric and um, Jason. See ya. Yeah, with the, with the <laughs> are you going to leave me for that gorgeous model over there? See, See ya. ya. <laughs> and then later, Eric. Hey, Jason, are you going to leave me? Or are you going to dunk me and ruin our 16 years of friendship for those two random girls? See ya. See ya. <laughs> I think. 
it's it's a great it's a great joke setup. Uh-huh. It's a great. So I think callback. this this one surprises us. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's Model Family. Yeah, I think it's got to be. It's still weird to me to pick Model Family over The Fugitive, but if I'm gonna talk about the merits of the episode, Model Family has more merits. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Fugitive has one really good merit: the relationship between Corey and uh, Sean. Uh-huh. Um, it's the best lesson we see Feeney teach. Oh, by far. Which but is that's funny. not saying much. <laughs> Which is funny because class isn't actually in session. That uh-huh. um, I think Mr. Feeney's a good mentor, mm-hmm. bad teacher. Yeah. Uh, still, so, uh, Mr. Feeney did win the most MVPs from us, uh-huh. so we love him as a character. Yeah, I think he does a great job I, in as a character. I don't think he does a, even a passable job as an instructor of young minds. And that is coming from a teacher himself. An instructor of young minds. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that is... I mean, that's the Minkus bracket. We're down to the final four, baby. I feel like we should have another song for... No, <laughs> there is no better song. What about St. Elmo's Fire? That has nothing to do with the tournament. No, but it's about chasing your dreams. We're past that point. We've already established the the audio cue that I think I've forgotten a couple times in here. You probably have, but it's okay. But people are probably tired of hearing it, but uh, I love uh, it. As a quick aside, how would you feel about St. Elmo's Fire replacing the national anthem as our national anthem? The Star Spangled Band. Yeah, I, I do know which one the national anthem is, yes. Well, I was proving that. Well, I don't, I'm thinking about this far too hard. <laughs> it is a very good song. It's all about chasing your dreams. Uh-huh. But I do love, I had a professor in college point this out to me, the shade that's being thrown at the British in the Star Spangled the Star Spangled Banner. Star Spangled Banner is like really funny. Talking about like the bombs are bursting in midair, meaning that the bombardiers who are cutting the wicks to launch the cannonballs are doing a bad job because they're not supposed to burst in midair. They're supposed to burst when they hit because they've done yeah. the job correctly. So it's like, yeah, it's just throwing that shade at the British. So I'm, if you're from Britain and you're listening, I'm sorry. I think you're great. Maybe things would have been better if we had stayed a colony. Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> not who knows? Yeah. Who could say? Bermuda's doing pretty good. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying everything's a mess. I'm sorry if I upset you with my saying that, but I do think that that's very funny that that's in our national anthem uh the first petition i ever signed as an adult as a voting adult was a petition to change our national anthem to escape this city from sonic adventure 2 cool i think my <laughs> first one that i ever signed was to free tibet from china you know that's 2008 yeah i mean equal in <laughs> exercising your right as a citizen yes in terms of overall importance escape. i mean neither of them's happened so escape clearly the city. it didn't do much Escape the City from Sonic Adventure <laughs> is a incredible song. I guess this would be considered our halftime. Yes. Do you have a song that you think should replace the national anthem? <laughs> would you let us know? Uh, St. Elmo's Fire, I think, is a great song to replace the national anthem. It is a very good song. Um see the new horizon underneath the blazing sky. The eagle's flying higher and higher. See if we got the eagle there, <clears throat> see? Yeah. I mean, we're all about eagles here in this country. And... We forgo public transportation at every opportunity in favor of a pair of wheels. So take me where my futures fly in St. Elmo's fire. Oh, it's burning in me. (laughs) It's burning. Burning inside of me. Okay, anyway. So let us know your choice. Because how, what a fun what a fun question for our halftime. I don't know why this came up. Um, okay, it's not like we've been going at this for a long time now. I have no idea how long we've been. I going keep at checking it. to make sure it's still recording. No, we're we're not too bad. Yeah, this has actually been going faster than I thought it would. Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are: the Corey bracket versus the Sean bracket. The semifinals. Um, yes, the champion of Corey. 
versus the champion of Sean. I think you've now played that twice, but that's okay. Hey, it's important. We had halftime in between. We did. We had a weird halftime. Do you say, hey, referee of this sport, you don't need to blow your whistle twice. Um, no, you don't tell him what to do because he'll get thrown out. That's true. I assume. So really, this may be the Corey bracket versus the Sean bracket, but this is basically Topanga. which amazing Topanga episode is better. Uh-huh. Oh, dear. These are two good ones. They are. Um, it's kind of iconic versus important. Well, I feel like they're both iconic and important. Well, I feel like Corey's Alternative Friends is iconic. I guess that's true because the feelings don't really spring up there. Yeah. Whereas in Boy Meets Girl, they do. Yeah. And it's, again, as I said, so eloquently is the pilot for what the show will become. Yeah. So I would say that it's really important because it feels like a season two episode. It's the only episode in this entire season that feels like a season two episode whereas Corey's alternative friends is the one that's in all of the flashbacks uh-huh. um, you do see the Corey laughing when they touch hands yeah I don't feel like you see it as much uh-huh. but you do it is it is prevalent yeah now there is something we haven't discussed in Corey's alternative friends where's all that hair come from <laughs> Yes. I was going to say the B plot. There's a B plot? Isn't there? I don't I don't recall. I feel like there's a B plot for Corey's alternative friends featuring who? That is um the parents and Eric, right? Oh, that's not it. Um, it must be. Do, 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 do. Maybe not. I don't think there is. Because the the B plot, one of the plots is that he has an assignment with Topanga. Because his assignment with Sean went poorly. Though he said the science was maybe on their side, but the angle that they went with it wasn't very good. Right. So there was that where they're working on the assignment. And then rather than like two stories kind of running concurrently, you had assignment story stop Corey's hair story start yeah so it wasn't like something's going on with eric here at the same time as happening with Corey. it was just one thing with Corey, another thing with Corey, which is kind of strange yeah that's true i don't know for some reason i thought this was the episode where eric went to his first concert no that was killer b is that killer b mm-hmm. wow that is such an unimportant plot that i didn't even think about it until now Honestly, it's maybe better than the Killer B plot. <laughs> killer B plot, B plot is Corey and the B. Yeah. The A plot is the concert. <laughs> but nothing, it could have been, but nothing comes of it. Anyway, we're not talking about that. So I guess you're right. I guess it is all Corey and the friends. I felt like there was a family conflict also in this episode, I don't but I guess there so. isn't. There is a moment where the family's together dunking on Corey because his hair. Yeah. Which is, which is a good, I'd, I'd watch more of that. Yeah, you're, well, you're gonna. I could just watch the Kardashians if I wanted to watch family dunk on each other all the time, I guess. <laughs> so, I, I guess I was gonna bring up that Core's Alternative Friends isn't that tight of an episode, but it really is. It's a very tight it's episode. It's very tight. There's nothing else going on, yeah. which is just kind of weird. Yeah, um... <laughs> I think also in Corey's Alternative Friends, we have to point out their little pointer gag at the very beginning when they're delivering their actually pretty good hypothesis. Where they've got their pointers and they're uh-huh. like, Denver. Mr. Feeney moves yeah. it to where Denver actually is. Um, which is very funny. But then again, Boy Meets Girl still has... Uh, what's interesting is Boy Meets Girl is the same. Like, there's mean? not a B-plot. Yeah. It's yeah. all... So it's funny that we got these two episodes that are structurally very similar. Um, that start with something in class, but then end with Corey and Topanga together. 
together. Yeah. You know, even though Beanie is MVP of this season um, with the most MVP awards, I think Topanga is my favorite character this season. Definitely, because she's just in fewer episodes. Yeah, she's in fewer. The per capita, the percentage of episodes she's in versus how many times she's been MVP yeah. is much more in her favor. Yeah, and there are some unfortunate episodes like Rich, Risky Business where she's just like a yes woman. Even then, I feel like she's a really strong mm-hmm. yes woman. Cram it, Brillo head. Which one was that one? Was that? Uh, it was recent. Yeah. Um, was it? It was after, it has important. to be after Boy Meets Girl. Or not Boy Meets Girl. Um, I don't remember. Not the most important thing. Yeah. Um, it's funny though. But she's not always given the most to work with. But when she's a prominent character. Uh-huh. She does a really good job. Yeah, she does a great job. So I'm saying it right now. Topanga is my favorite character of season one. Um, which I did not expect. But there we are. Um, oh, this is so hard. Their first kiss, which is a great scene. Again, uh-huh. I always have to bring up the how did, how did no one see Corey yet today? Mm-hmm. Every Everyone else is leaving. Why is he just getting there? What's happening? Uh, gosh, this is the toughest one yet. Yeah. Because the argument could be made for either one. Structurally, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. They're very both very tight, both very good. Well, let's let's ask. You were to you were to be put down in the TV. You have time for one episode, and you've got to pick one of these. Which one do you pick? Probably Corey's alternative friends. Really? See, I would pick Boy Meets Girl. Um, I just feel like it's a more enjoyable episode. I think to watch. similar to you with Model Family, I forget about Boy Meets Girl a lot, which is weird. Because as we've said, like there's the moment that's always called back to with the touching hands and Corey kind of giggling uncontrollably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just kind of forget. And I feel like because it is so much like a season two episode, it almost feels like it doesn't belong in season one. A little bit. And so in terms of like season one episodes, I would think Corey's Alternative Friends because it feels more like a season one episode. Not that I think that that is a bad, because I think season two is better than season one. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. Yeah, this one's hard. You know, if you take about scene by scene basis um there's the scene where there's the there's the scene in the classroom there's the scene uh there's the scene where topanga comes over or no there's the scene in the cafeteria the scene where topanga comes over scene where they straighten his hair um the scene where he goes to school the first time and sits at the lunch table with the weird kids there's um the scene with him in his room with the curlers and then there's every scene is good yeah every scene is good but i will say in boy meets girl the the scene where they're teasing him about his date and the scene where Sean and Eric are talking about their date are kind of downtime. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, like the, if you had like a bar graph of interest in each scene, Corey's alternative friends keeps it high Yeah, the whole time. I would say that the scenes with Corey and Topanga in Boy Meets Girl are better uh-huh. than anything in Corey's alternative friends. But that being said, I do think there are more dips. Um, and not that those scenes are bad, like not by any means, but like, I don't know, when Corey's all hurt because Sean's talking to Eric instead of him, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Corey doesn't seem to care that much. He's just like, well, I'll just go get even. Um, and he, he doesn't I, He doesn't feel left out. Or maybe he does, but like revenge is his, is his, his goal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So maybe Corey's alternative friend should move on. Now I gotta ask, before we make it official, are we just doing this because we love an underdog story? I don't think so. I don't think so I either. think, I honestly think it's a better episode. And I'm not just basing that on like what's the like more iconic thing i just think start to finish it's really good yeah yeah starting with the lesson where they're yeah cory and sean's map bad science uh thing is very good I, all the way through you know that's a good point um i want to talk about the morals of these episodes real quick um because like you said i think that we learn more like that they're trying to teach us moral i think they're trying to teach us in Cory's alternative friends that uh you know your true friends won't care what you look 
like that um, there's nothing wrong with people who are different than you. Mm -hmm. And even Topanga's like, if it's important to you, then it's beautiful. Which I think ties into that. But that's just like a very nice sentiment overall. Like if it's something that's important to you, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Whereas there is really no moral in Boy Meets Girl, but it is a great, these kids are growing up. Uh So I think in the pantheon of season one, where every episode is trying to get across some kind of moral, I think we have to throw it to Corey's alternative alternative friends. I think you're right. I think it's got to be. This was a tough decision. The the king, the one I thought would win, is getting dethroned. That was a little bit of a sad version. Yes. In a minor key. You're the best around. Um, either one of these. I don't know. Either one of these could easily win. If we have a third place, it's got to be. Uh, It'd be Boy Meets Girl because Boy looking Girl. at what we'd be going up against from this one. This conversation here for this round is not going to be nearly as involved because we have Killer B versus Model Family. Killer B, which should not be here. Should not be here. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It was but thank you. Um, yeah, so Killer B versus Model Family. Even talking, trying to decide between Teachers Bet and Killer B the round before, we were like, neither one of these deserves it. it they were just up against two sort of episodes. episodes. Um, so they skirted by. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I like Killer B. I think it's very good. Chance is probably right that I rated it too high just because of the, the emotional appeal. What would that be considered? An emotional ethos? Bias? Ethos? Yeah. The ethos of the episode really got to me, whereas the logos or pathos weren't really there. I think the lesson in Killer B is a really important one. Not as good as the model family lesson, which is make sure you know what modeling job you signed up for before you invite girls to it. Or if you own the fact that you're in a lobster suit, the girls would probably the be into it. confidence is really there. <laughs> um... Confidence is key. Yeah. That's the episode. Um, uh, that's the moral. But I do think I do think the moral of Killer B is good. That it's not about how much you know. It's about the effort that you put in. Uh-huh. Also, trying isn't lame. Yeah, trying isn't lame. Um, even an element of be who you are with Minkus gets in there. That <laughs> being enormous said... enormous pan. Model Family is just so much better. Yeah, Model Family is so much better. And Transplant, everything I tried to say negative about Corey's Alternative Friends with the concert scene that really is just such a non-presence that it's kind kind of painful uh-huh. transplant that argument into this episode where it belongs uh, which really drags it down yeah we don't know how you got in here killer b but we're not letting you go any further yeah Mom. just like the murder hornets you are going away yes we assume uh i feel really bad that t- the topanga bracket has been so weak <laughs> we're sorry topanga we did not honor you i mean the Topanga bracket and the Sean brackets both were like our middle tier. But I mean, the Sean bracket is in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> and the Minkus bracket is in the finals. Well, that's because we rated, that's because we rated uh, uh, Core's Alternative Friends way too low and Killer B way too high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we go. We're in the finals. <laughs> Um, not where I thought the finals would end up. It's kind no. of a sleeper, a sleeper um, versus. If you're if you've skipped forward because you don't want to hear us talking about them, and you are just here for the finals, it is uh, Model Family, the winner of the Minkus bracket, versus Corey's Alternative Friends, the winner of the Sean bracket. Winner of the Sean bracket. Uh, Minkus versus Sean at the finals is kind of kind of poetic. Thought, yeah, they were kind of antagonists mm-hmm. throughout the sending season. Minkus off on a good note. Yes. Uh, after this. Minkus no longer exists. Uh, unfortunately, it is canon. He winked out of existence. 
even though I will take to my grave that that was a that that was a uh, dream that whole episode. Yes, but we can't just say and it was all a dream yes. and expect it to be okay. Yeah, um, in my head canon. Although at the end of this, I do want to reveal my black book theory for this episode. Oh boy! Or I mean this season. But okay. Um, well, here we go. Corey's alternative friends. Yeah. Versus model family. What's your gut feeling? So my gut feeling is Corey's alternative friends because once again, I I mean I've watched I have watched all of Boy Meets World. Gosh, it has to be at least nine or ten times, like from uh, beginning to end. And that's not counting like random episodes I've seen in syndication. Mm-hmm. I've so I've probably seen Model Family more than tw- ten times, and I've pro- I know I've seen Corey's alternative friends more than ten times. While Model Family is an incredible sleeper of an episode that I did not expect to be as good as it was. It's just not what I think about. I think I will certainly think about it more. Yeah, now that we've analyzed it, for sure. I think under analysis, I think I'm thinking the opposite of you. I'm just kind of like thinking my gut is like Model Family is the the one. Because as like as we said before, it's just like everything firing the way that it should. Yeah. Well, when, I'll say this. When creating the bracket, the first, the first seed was Model Family and Boy Meets Girl. Uh-huh. And I figured one of the two would win. But I kind of talked myself in to Corey's Alternative Friends. If you asked me which one of these episodes I wanted to watch right now, I would actually probably pick Model Family. Mm-hmm. I think it's a more maybe watchable episode. Um, but I think Corey's Alternative Friends has no no dips in quality. Mm-hmm. It is solid the whole time. Um, where I would say that the Eric and Alan stuff um, is a bit of a dip in quality. Um, it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't love it as much as I love the Eric at the mall or the kids at the school stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, the kids at the school stuff is better than anything in Court's Alternative Friends. What do you think? Man, I just don't know. Because I, I just feel like the kid stuff, like Sean has a personality. Panga has a personality, like even more so than in that episode. She wasn't just like the weird girl that gives, like kisses Corey at the end. Yeah. She's like Topanga. Yeah. And Minkus is probably one of the most developed of all three of those non-Cory characters mm-hmm. throughout the show but he's there and he's doing his thing and it's, it's being very funny you have Eric doing his thing which doesn't happen very much yeah. throughout the show so far really only Grandma was a Rolling Stone in here and and a one it's a wonderful night a little bit yeah he's more of a sad sack in that episode uh-huh. again sort another of a reason. sad sack in this episode. sad lobster sack well but he has he has moments of high points like uh-huh. all of not just I feel my driver's test now I got my car impounded and I'm yeah. banging for it and now my old sixth grade teacher has to come rescue me yeah yeah um yeah it's a wonderful night does not hold up upon upon reflection no but that being said i mean i do agree with you in Corey's alternative friends minkus has a personality and Corey has a personality but sean and topanga are still developing theirs mm-hmm. um in both of them topanga's belief structure is who knows yeah who knows um but she's still very quirky but i feel like topanga is more comfortable as a character in model family I feel like Sean is a more uh, comfortable character by far. I mean, well, Sean is Sean, which mm-hmm. Sean is not really he's Sean. Gets his name in Corey's alternative. Friends. Yeah, yeah, and but he's just there to say like, "Hey, duckhead." And, 
yeah. uh, to read lines that were literally meant for another character <laughs> that are going to mess with our timeline forever. Forever and ever. So, yeah. Yeah, I think Model Family, it's the one I want to watch now uh-huh. over Corey's Alternative Friends. Um, it... <sighs> It is the quintessential what season one should have been episode. Mm-hmm. And while Corey's Alternative Friends is almost there... Mm-hmm. It's just not quite. It's not quite there. So I think I think the winner of our bracket is Corey's Alternative Friends. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a La La Land all over again. <laughs> this model family. The winner is La La Land. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Okay, that's enough. I thought you would play your horn noise. Oh, no. We'll uh, save that for another time. Um, yeah. Um, well, I can't believe it. Yeah, I think the best episode of season one is Bottle Family. Now, I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Is there any episode, because brackets are an inherently slightly flawed system, is there any episode that you would like to put up against Model Family real quick? Oh, yeah. Definitely Once in Love with Amy. <laughs> I think we need to <laughs> drag boys to Menza out. <laughs> Head to head, it's time. Yeah. It's time to shine. I dream of Feeny. Um, I think going into this season, I really thought like the top two episodes would be Corey's Alternative Friends and Kids Gloves, um, because they're the two episodes of season one that I think about and the most. And they literally went against each other in the first round. Yeah, and turns out Kids Gloves didn't even didn't even that great. Didn't even close. I don't know why I've had such an attachment to Kids Gloves most of my life, um, but I didn't. But I have maybe some repressed feelings about your dad or something. Not the biggest fan of my father. <laughs> Maybe um, that's what you're repressing. <laughs> if I'm repressing something, then I'm. Re- what? Anyway, um, take a drink for chances mysterious past. Take a drink for chances mysterious past, indeed. Um, but yeah, is there? I mean, is there an episode that didn't get to go up against Model Family that you think could beat it? I mean, Boy Meets Girl is the obvious one. Uh-huh. Um, but I think Grandma was a Rolling Stone. I think we've already talked about why that one wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, I think we're we're solid with um, Model Family as the number one episode mm-hmm. of season one. Yes. So if you're listening to this and you said no, 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 you guys got it all wrong. Model Family is a garbage episode, and I Dream of Feeny should be number one. Or <laughs> insert your episode of choice here. Go ahead and let us know. Yeah, let us know. Will I mean you're wrong. This is definitive. this is scientifically proven. Um, I I will say this. I think both Corey's Alternative Friends and Boy Meets Girl have. High higher highs than Model Family hits. But for consistency's sake, for the how season one should have been set up, I do think Model Family does the best job. Mm. Model Family really went out there today. It hit all of its positions. Really went out and gave a good effort. Had a good time. It got slapped on the butt. Just went and did what it was supposed to do. And I'm yeah, still sad we we're not an explicit podcast and we had to bleep out my swear. We probably wouldn't have had to, <laughs> but I just thought it was more funny too. It was, it was definitely more funny. It was the I right don't thing. think the I iTunes um, censorship board was going to come after us for you saying that. Maybe. Maybe. They'd shut us down. Um, so That'd really free us up to be more colorful in our language. <laughs> you know how much I like to do cusses. <laughs> we love the cuss. So, in our 10 episode, uh, in our 10 episode meta series bracket, the first entry in it is Model Fam. A new challenger approaches. For season 2. Uh, I say 10 episodes because uh, 7 episodes of Boy Meets World, or 7 
seasons of Boy Meets World. And three of Girl Meets World. So, who even knows where we're going to go from here? I hope you enjoyed this. If you thought it was dumb, sorry. Uh, Not that sorry. I had a good time. We we, we had fun talking about it. I do, now that season one is officially over. So I have a black book theory. Uh And I'm going to reveal my black book theory. Okay. My black book theory for Boy Boy Meets World is that Corey is reminiscing to his daughter about what happened when he was young. And I'll tell you why. This explains everything to me. That we are not watching the actual events of Corey's life. We are watching his memories of the events of his life. Hmm. Thus, that's why Topanga's spirituality is so... Ill-defined. Ill-defined, because Corey's like, I don't know, it was like New Agey or something. I don't know, she had me read a Navajo book or something. Like, that is why Minkus blinks out of existence at the end. Because he just went away. Because he's like, well, Minkus, he wasn't really a part of our lives anymore. Like, he just, you know, disappeared. He, just he disappeared. Um, Interesting. This is why the things like Corey's alternative friends, why he could show up to school when the whole school day has been going on mm-hmm. and no one has seen his hair. Because he's remembering all the events. But is this how I met your mother? But good? I, I suppose so. Now, now, it is important you all know at home. This is not the official Boy Meets World fever theory of Boy Meets World. This is Chance's Black Book theory. There is no theory of Boy Meets World fever. Everything on the show is true and canon. Mm-hmm. And if something is wrong on the show, it is up to us to make it make sense because it is right and we are wrong. It's just the way it is. Yeah. But my personal theory, and the one I think explains the inconsistencies, is that all of it is Corey reminiscing to his daughter about his past. Hmm. It's a real head scratcher. Something to think about. Yes. And I know you have a bit of a black book theory of your own. I do. About Augie, right? It's been so long since I said that. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> well, you... That he knows it's all a television show? Y- y- isn't your theory that Boy Meets World is a television show that Augie Matthews... Oh, yeah, that he watches uh, and then imagines that his life is like that. Yeah. So I remember doing that as a kid. Like, watching a show. It was called... Is it Flash Forward? Fast Forward? I don't need to find it out, but like... I remember having dreams and thinking to myself, I'm actually friends with these television show characters. Like, they're in my life. They were not. I'm going to need to find the show. I don't think it was on that long, but I was just like, yeah, these TV characters are my friends. And But I would do that with, like, the X-Men, but I would pretend I was an X-Man. But these are just, like, normal, normal people. Oh, weird. That so weird. Do. I'll need to find the show. But yeah, but we, we're not even there yet, so I don't need to go unpacking all my theories. Yes, but I will be looking for things in I'm the season. I remembered that, because that's why. Uh, I will be looking for things in each season that support or conflict with my Corey's memory theory. Mm, the old CMT. Um, but yes, I think it explains so much. I think it explains why in some episodes certain characters have personalities and in others they don't. Because Corey just doesn't really remember what they were doing. It was a long time ago. He was young. So yes, that is my black book theory. Um, next week, we're going to do... Do a little different again. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to continue our in-between seasons with one more thing before we start season two. Uh, the week after next, mm-hmm. um, we're going to do what? We, I mean, we kind of mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but we are going to try to imagine and map out a little bit the first season of a dark and gritty CW reboot of Boy Meets World. Yeah. So, a la Riverdale. Riverdale we're going which to I've do, never seen. Well, you don't really need to. But I imagine it's just a wonderful time where everybody gets along and they just go drink milkshakes and ride in their cars and go to the beach. He doesn't think that at all. Although I would watch that show. Yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah, but yes. But I'll- murder. <laughs> 
<laughs> all, is that uh, right? Yeah. All those things but murder, too. Well, there's not a lot of happiness in it. And drugs. Uh, there's a lot of statutory. Oh, That's kind of cool. <laughs> Maybe we won't do this next week. <laughs> I don't really want to think about that. Well, so um, I think... Well, it, well, for ours, they are still sixth graders, not older teenage, not older dreamy teenagers. Um, so sixth grade Corey, played by Timothy Chalamet. We will imagine them still in the sixth grade, but we're going to give it a dark CW makeover. Yes. So don't expect any statutory rape. From Single cam. Single cam. No longer a multi-cam sitcom. Yes. Probably yeah. with a filter, like a dark filter. And we'll have to figure out: is it an hour long? Is it a half hour long? We're we're gonna figure out all that out next week next week so tune in yeah or uh, don't if you're like that sounds like the dumbest thing i've ever heard tune in in two weeks when we're back on season two yeah this is just a fun thing we're gonna do um just a little in between seasons break so yeah a 13 episode cw reboot of boy of boy means world season one i'm so excited so from all of us here at did we say the bg world fever no we didn't bg world fever at gmail.com if you want to email us uh, send us long explanations about what the actual best episode is even though Michael Jacobs and April Kelly approved its model family. Uh-huh. They they told us. I just got a text. Yeah, we just got a text that we're right. Um, I was like, you guys are exactly right. And I was listening in on this because I know Mr. Apple, Tim Apple, um, and he let me hack into your computer and hear you guys talking about oh, okay. what I was what I was doing. Yeah, or what you were doing. Yeah. So uh, they've told us we're right. But if you want us to read what your favorite episode of season one is, um, email it to bgworldfever at gmail.com. Or tweet at us at BG World Fever. At BG World Fever. Tell us what song you think should replace the national anthem. Um, or if you have one for your own country, because I know we have a few people in other countries. That's true, we do. Uh, we have a listener in Ireland, so. At least one. At least one. Maybe she's still listening. So that's all for Boy Meets World Fever. Yep, from all of us here. <laughs> so long, world. So long, world. <laughs>